bitch, I'll get you shot in the head or shot in the neck. If I ain't getting proper respect, I don't care if you rap, I still spit in your grill. I don't give a fuck, never have, never will. If it ain't on your hip, then you're looking to die. I ain't trying to be that nigga that's gonna look in the sky. Ask God why I'm broke, bitch, I'm cooking the pie. We all gonna die sooner or later, matter of time. My niggas sell crack with a package of dimes. Hunter the more in front of the store, waiting to bubble. Brand new nine and the eight in the bubble. That's right, people. <laughs> it is another Echoes from the Goddamn Void. And uh, that's the fucking message we're starting with, people. We ain't fucking around. What? Shit. It's definitely something that, yo, people need to be aware of, right? Uh, it's just... Been a crazy few fucking days, right? I got called up on uh, on Monday. I I've been to this weird interview on Friday. Got called up, be like, oh, they don't want you for the thing that you went in for, but it's a better opportunity. So I'm like, yo, that's all good. They're like, go in on Wednesday and talk to these peoples. I'm like, all right. Let's do it. So my ass turned up. No one was there. <laughs> like no one. They had no clue what was going on. I finally found someone in this deserted fucking building. I'm like, yo, I'm looking for these people, and they're like, oh, they're just down here. So I went in, and yeah, no one in the fucking office seemed to have a clue what was going down. And I'm just like, you know what? We, we've kind of got it sorted out to a degree, but uh, not really. <laughs> Still not really sorted, to be honest, right? I've, they say, oh, we want you to do this, but there's no way I can do it without them giving me certain parameters which they have no clue about it's crazy and on top of all of this i have no contract i have no contract i don't know how they, how much they're looking to pay me so i've got a fucking call to try and find all of this yeah it's just it's it's a weird uh, situation hopefully it's going to pay me some money so, yeah, gotta look into that Jace, uh, just way more stressed than I thought that this shit was gonna be it, It's crazy Oh man, but not as crazy as fucking Sudan right now So, I take a look, right? So, you know what I mean? It's, it's by the Nile, right? I feel everyone knows that I hope everyone knows that But it's by the Nile And the Nile floods All the time But this is a thing that's been You know what I mean Like people know it And they're like it, it works Because it helps irrigate the land For the farmers Otherwise shit's gonna be You know what I mean Drier than a nun's Never regions and 
that ain't a good look. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need some moisture, people. You need moisture. But this is the crazy thing right now. They are get the 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 oh, denial has yo the levels have risen to crazy amounts and it's flooded so much that yo Sudan is in crazy trouble. You know what I mean like how many? I think nearly a hundred people have died. Because of, um, you know, deaths from drowning, mudslides, building collapses And, you know I mean, that's, ni- that's like 99 recorded deaths So you know, there's a lot more, right? There's a lot more You know what I mean? Which is just like, god damn the the country has gone into a state of emergency, right? I which they've only just issued, but this shit has it's been going on for longer, but no no one really knew. You know what I mean? I kind of feel there's people that are in the know. They knew. No one really cares because. Really, what does Sudan give to the world? That's that's what it's looked at, you know what I mean? Because when you look at all the tragedy and the, the crazy things that are happening around the world, it people only really want to help if, you know, in that country gives you shit. If there's stuff that you get, if, if there's oil, if there's minerals, you know what I mean? If there's stuff that comes from that country... Then they will give a shit Otherwise, no one cares And, like, the I mean, look, people's lives Are definitely a big part, right? That's definitely a tragedy But I mean, Sudan is They've got pyramids and shit, right? So they're by the region That used to be known as Kush Right? And people Kush It's not just hella weed Kush was an ancient ass kingdom That was badass back in the day And back in the day That's like back in the motherfucking day Right And they've got pyramids It's a, you know what I mean It's a world heritage site So this flooding It could destroy all of that could just wreck havoc, just destroy all of that knowledge. Because look, you have archaeological digs and everything that will uncover some stuff, but there is so much that we don't know. Right? And we have lost so much of that shit. So just this, this alone would be just such a tragedy to lose it. I mean, plus, I still haven't got around to seeing the pyramids, and I do kind of really want to go see that shit. Um, but you know, I get my needs on. I guess they're not as high on the list right now. But yeah, I kind of feel just like the world needs to fucking help. Do you know what I mean the world needs to help? Because look, there's 
irrigation specialist. There's things that could help save this region. And come on, let's be honest. The world kind of owes. <laughs> you know what I mean? The world owes these countries. As these countries were ravaged by slavery and you mean like just fucking countries trying to rule and pillage and so I kind of feel it's time to give fucking back. Pay it forward, world. Let's help these fucking small countries out. So, you know, firstly. The people don't fucking die Right Secondly We do not lose All this motherfucking knowledge Because That's a straight up travesty You know what I mean It's a straight up Travesty Hey Another crazy thing Right Is Like there's all this US election shit happening right now Right And People there's so many headlines like, you know, Trump lied about this and Trump lied about that and he's evil and blah, blah, blah. Now, you know, the biggest thing right now is saying he's misleading everyone on coronavirus, which, ah, you know what? Who's got time to play these fucking games? But, right? There's then this smaller article that I stumbled upon about the way the media, the news channels have been straight up lying, right? So there's a picture of Trump with a puddle and everyone's like retweeting it and claiming that he's losing his mind and he's baffled by a puddle. Now. (laughs) What they did They took a screenshot From a video Where he walks away From talking with the press To board Air Force One Or a helicopter Uh, You know what I mean They're kind of the same thing You know He's transport And he turns around Waiting for Melina And as she's walking over He points Oh, by the way, there's a puddle. Watch out. You don't want to tread in that. So they manipulated that situation. Which is insane. Now, there's another thing, right? Of a yacht, a sunken yacht. And people are retweeting this image because it's got a a Trump 2020 flag in it. And so they're claiming it was part of uh, a lake parade thing that he had in Austin. It is not. <laughs> uh, it isn't. You know what I mean? What, the, the picture has been manipulated. The boat wasn't even in fucking Austin. It was sunk in a lake in Michigan. Yeah. Sunk in a different fucking lake There is no flag It's been edited Now this is the crazy thing Everyone wants to make this huge deal About him lying 
him being dishonest. But when the opposition is doing that, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It just highlights how bullshit politics are. And there should be, a, always should be a third option. Like, why is there not a box saying neither? You know what I mean? Saying neither. Imagine that. If everyone during an election could tick the neither box. Right? I think that would speak volumes. It would make the parties look at shit a little bit differently. Because we see through your bullshit. And neither candidate is worth a dog's piss bowl. You know what I mean? That is... Yeah, that's what they should do, right? And when they do, remember I said it first, motherfuckers. Alright, let's get into this bullshit and talk about some more weird, weird-ass things that are happening all over the world. Alright, let's get to this motherfucking episode. Okay, so this... I'm a little baffled, right? So, there's a group of people went hiking. Went hiking, and uh, I believe it's the granddad, right? He got separated. He's 80, but supposedly he's an experienced hiker. Now, this happened, you know, it, it's not like it was new. I mean, like, crazy. He got separated at the weekend. At the weekend. He'd been missing a few days. He was gone for three fucking days. And then he turns up. I'm a bit like... Who gives a fuck? Right? How the fuck... Have they got search parties and everything looking for this motherfucker... When other people go missing and no one goes looking for them for ages. For ages. And you, you it, it, the thing that baffles me with all of this. He's an experienced hiker. What the fuck did they think was going to happen? He's, and he had every, all his kit, right? It's not like he was just walking around... On his own in a t-shirt and shorts. This motherfucker had all the gear, had a tent, had everything. And it is just like, wait, surely he had a phone. Right? Where the fuck was he? Or a compass. There's certain things that you're just like, if you're an experienced fucking hiker, you'd have a compass. You'd have Right, and he's with his family, he'd have a phone. Everyone's got a fucking phone right now. It's, I think this story's a kind of bullshit, to be honest with you. Right, he, this motherfucker as well, he says, Oh, I saw search parties, I just didn't think they were looking for me. And it's like, Ah, oh, you know, if that fool had said that. Right, and I'm in the room. 
I'm putting him in the back of a fucking truck, driving him in the middle of nowhere, and dumping his ass. Like, son of a bitch, go find your way out of here and fall down a cliff. God damn it. This is some crazy ass shit. Like, it makes no sense. I think it's some bullshit. I think it's a plant. You know what I mean? They're thinking, oh, everyone's miserable right now. Let's try and create this feel-good story that this old stinky man turns up when everyone thinks he was lost. He was out for three days. Three days in a tent. I don't feel sorry for him. Right? I don't feel sorry for him. There's... People that have gotten lost in the Antarctic and shit like that, right? There's no wildlife that can kill him. If he's surviving and there's like fucking wolves, mountain lions, you know what I mean? Some alligators, some shit like that. Yeah, maybe then I'd be a little, whew, that must have been hairy. But, oh... He he ran out of milk. Oh, poor guy wasn't able to have a cup of tea in three days. Oh, that's gonna suck. Ugh, ugh. God damn it! Shame he didn't get COVID and just croak. <laughs> I don't say yeah. Ah, god damn it! Old people just suck. They really fucking do. Look, I really think we need to overhaul just the law, the system of law right now. Because it is kind of crazy, right? So, uh, man, this this woman lost her daughter, right? She w- The daughter was murdered um, by this piece of shit, right? So, he went to jail in 1989 for killing... Uh, this 22 year old girl Right so he, he was found guilty He did the crime He's now been released From jail Which I always find a little Like What does you mean? If you get put in jail for life What the fuck And the crazy thing about this Because listen I do believe in Offering people the chance of rehabilitation You know I, I I think there's There always has to be that Because if we don't do that Then what the fuck are we doing But you have to show A level of Do you know what I mean Just like yeah I fucked up I mean that wasn't good And Part of that you kind of feel Is letting the family know What happened to the fucking body So this guy He kills the girl And refused to say What he did with the body To this day He has refused to say What was done to the body But he was given parole like he was let out of jail And I kind of feel right That's That's kind of fucked up That's fucked up Now supposedly right So this law has gone through 
which will deny parole to killers who refuse to close the location of bodies, etc. But the law went through too late to um, stop this guy getting out of jail. The law went through in March, (laughs) which I'm just a bit like, wait, how the fuck is that too? What? What is happening here? And how does he get out when he, you know, hasn't let any sort of closure happen? It's it's a weird thing. But the thing that, you know, is the craziest part of all of this. <laughs> the mum has to pay this the, the her daughter's killer's legal fees. She's been ordered to pay his legal fees because she challenged him being released from jail. And that is what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is happening? That that just it's mind blowing, right? It is crazy, really fucking is. It is, yeah, I, I I just have no words for that shit Look, she did, it is taken from money that was donated to her via fundraising platforms like GoFundMe But I still feel, yeah, she shouldn't have to pay that That's just some fucking weird ass shit And especially when it was a court appointed, like, do you mean, this dude would have had court appointed lawyers, so, handle that shit, handle that, it's a weird case, and I don't get how he gets out, if he's not giving up the location of the body, how the fuck is he getting out of jail, it baffles me, baffles me, but yeah, Something needs to happen, man. Something like there's so many weird things happening with the law system. Like certain people go to jail when you're like, wait, why is that person going to jail? Other people don't go to jail. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like people can defraud and all of this and don't go to jail. Like politicians can grope. (laughs) And rape and not go to jail There's so many weird things Like the system is broken For sure And this is another incident That highlights that Like Ugh It's insane It really is fucking insane man What do you do when a country is pissed off? Right? That's the big question. Well, we have the answer, people. We really do. You hold a festival. (laughs) Yes. You hold a festival. Because that's going to bring everyone together and make them happy. Ha! I bet you weren't thinking that, right? I bet festival wasn't the first thing on your mind. 
Well, that is the exact thing that's going to happen 2022 in the UK. Yep. Because, you know, certain people wanted a push that the country leaves the EU. So that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Who knows when? It's just this crazy thing that has gone on for way too long. But they're leaving the EU. You know, Brexit happened. And to fix everyone, to bring everyone together, they're holding a festival of Brexit. Well, now it's called Festival UK. <laughs> oh my god, it's just baffling, baffling how these morons come up with these ideas. And um, yeah, so supposedly, right, they want to make this uh, a creative, diverse hodgepodge of ideas. So they've employed this cringy white dude to organise it. Hmm. Okay. Now they 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 think he because he put on this whole thing in Hull. Hull was named the city of creativity or something along those lines, right? And look, I know people that live in Hull, and they said it was shit. (laughs) It was shit. He's claiming it was a huge success. And I believe he was also part of the 2012 Olympics. And he's saying that was a success. And it brought the country. It didn't bring the country together, you fucking idiot. Like, people talked about it for a short period of time. That's it. Like, a festival isn't bringing everyone together. And the crazy thing, it's the festival is going to cost $120 million. $120 million, Right? If they really want to bring people together, why don't you just... Ration out that money (laughs) Why don't you do that That Will bring people together A fucking festival Will not You know what I mean It's the weirdest Stupidest Thing That I can think of Now look They did you know things back in the day Right so there was you know, the great exhibition where they built uh, the Crystal Palace. You know, they, after the First World War, they invested. They built, like, the South Bank Centre, the BFI, a load of big buildings, creating a cultural hub. They were different times, right? They were different times. You know, you think, there was no internet. There was there was nothing like that. So the way people communicated, it was different. Right? Nowadays, right, people don't care about a festival. They really do like it's not going to do there's gonna be a few people that will have fun. 
That's it. This dude wants to add it to his CV so he can then go and get a big job. That's it. Like, who are you really helping with this? Because it isn't the fucking country. That, the country, they're not caring. They don't care. Because the country was split. It was split over this whole thing. So, how is it you feel... That you can put on something that is going to bring everyone together. People can't even agree about whether it was unjust for a policeman to put his knee on someone's fucking neck. So do you think everyone's going to come together over a fucking festival? Jesus. Right? He's claiming that they've... uh, Made an open call for people to submit their ideas, and it's just like, oh, by doing an open call, we're making it fair because anyone could. No, anyone couldn't. Because it's still going to be the same people picking. So, like, they're going to pick the ones that they deem to be, you know, viable. But it's. Them picking, right? If you opened it up, right? If you really want to do something that's fair, open the whole system up, right? Make everyone in the country vote on it. That's that's the only fucking fair way. Why don't you just have a vote on do people want a stupid ass festival? <laughs> Hey, that's the big thing Vote on that (laughs) Because I have a feeling Most people will say No (laughs) Spend money on Failing communities Spend it on Schools that Have got a Terrible track record of You know, giving people education Help feed the um, thousands, thousands of people going hungry. House homeless people. You know, you got 120 million. Why don't you use that money to fix that shit? Now, that's something that would bring people together. You know, fixing homelessness, fixing poverty, fixing food poverty. Poverty, fixing, you know, socio-economic inequality. Fix that. That would bring a country to fucking ever, right? A fucking festival will not. Ugh. The idea of twin towns, twin cities... I've always found weird. It, it it never made any sense to me. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? It, it's just some crazy ass shit. But this, this is insane, right? So there is a a, a town in uh, Leicestershire, right? Called um. Charmwood, Charmwood, 
right? So they're twinned with um, a, another Polish spot called uh, Zamosk, and uh, <laughs> right. So this this fucking town in Leicestershire, they're writing to their twinned Polish sound. Because they've heard that the Polish town has declared itself an LGBTQ, what like, whatever that acronym is now, right? But this Polish town do does not want gay, bisexual, non-binary, like, yeah. If you're not straight. You are not welcome. <laughs> and yeah, this 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 fucking town in Leicestershire is writing to them like going, um, we're concerned. It's like we're concerned. <laughs> we think this isn't good for business. I'm just like wait, wait, do, what do you think? Fucking thing Like do you think they give a fuck <laughs> Like why Why are you doing this shit It's Ridiculous Right it's ridiculous And especially Especially When The Polish president Himself Andreas Duda You know He has straight out come and said that gay people were a problem. You know, he thinks it's worse, worse and more destructive than communism, which is okay. Okay. Right. That's what you think. You know what I mean? It it's uh yeah. I don't think an angry letter from Charmwood Borough fucking council is going to change anything. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna change Zamosk's mind. And Zamosk is gonna go, you know what? Hey, you know what? We were gonna kick all our gay people out, but our twin town in Leicestershire, they say they don't think it's a good idea So, hey, gay people, you're welcome Come on We've changed our mind <laughs> the, That little quaint English town Have made us Look at things differently You know, we're turning over new leaves We're turning over everything <laughs> No hey, They don't give a fuck what you think You fucking stupid Dickheads Like If you really have an issue Untwin And the, the whole twin town It's not really a thing It's some stupid Bullshit idea Someone had down the line It means nothing It means Nothing at all So Just Untwin You moron You're not twins <laughs> You mean 
it, it, there's nothing similar about you, right, you're not even, you know, the twins that don't look like each other, what do you call that shit, unidentical, oh yeah, that's it, unidentical, hmm. <laughs> right, in my head, I'm like, oh, there's some real complicated word for it, what the fuck is it, huh, huh, unidentical, fuck's sake, <sighs> oh man, I'm losing my fucking mind. But yeah, they're not even that. Not even that. You know, if you know, if Charm would really want to do something, I know. Why don't you just show your commitment to diversity? You know what I mean? Go the other way. Be more representative. Do that. You know, because you ain't doing anything else. You're not changing anyone's mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, the thing about this that I find just so fucking crazy. Right, so, uh, yeah, they're a bit, you know, perplexed. Because they'd heard... That the town had written a report where it had declared itself an LGBTQI, whatever, free zone, you know. And there's a good, uh, there's a good few places in Poland doing that. Look, there's a good few places in Eastern Europe doing that. Look, we we understand that. Yeah. There's places in Eastern Europe that do not like diversity. Okay, so let's you know stop burying our heads in the sound sand and just face up to it. That's what it is right now. You know what I mean? So that was said. Now, the mosque is denying these claims. <laughs> You know, but, uh, you know, the uh, charm would have said that, you know, there is still some, there's still some language that raises concerns. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, oh, you, ah, oh, stupid, stupid motherfuckers. Look, the president does not like gay people. So, work it out from that. You know what I mean? Work it out from that, you morons. But, as I said, go the other way. Right? Go the other way. It, I feel that is the thing, right? What is Charmwood Borough Council? What are they doing on the front of diversity? You know what I mean? What are they doing? So, it's time for them to stand and be counted, right? You stand up, show your colours, and do that. And, and if you really want to be pretty, you know what I mean? If you really want to stir the motherfucking pot, which, to be honest, all right, if I'm running that town, 
that's what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Create some YouTube videos, really go to town and call <laughs> and call Zamos Gal. Just call them out. You know what I mean? Put some rainbows up in the spot and just be like, huh. So we've heard. <laughs> yeah, go go crazy with it, <laughs> Charwood. You know what I mean? Go crazy with it. But Stand and be counted. Show your fucking colours, son. You know what I mean? Represent. Okay, so the Oscars have come out with um this this strategy that they feel will <laughs> I don't know help representation in the film industry. Right? So uh they are saying that films, well, to be eligible, el- to be legible for an Oscar nomination for the, um, the best film category, films have to meet a diversity criteria. And if you don't, you're not getting nominated. So this only comes into play uh, in 2025, right? So there's a little time for people, which I'm like, if you're going to do it, just do it. You know what I mean? Like, it always irritates me when people go, all right, so we're going to, these groundbreaking uh, plans we're putting into play. But, you know, they're not going to, Start for a number five year Like it's just Do it <laughs> Do it now You fucking idiots You know And obviously You look at things that Have already gone into production And stuff And you can give compensations And things like that But just fucking do it Get off the fucking fence You know But I do feel that I know I think I don't think this is I don't think this is it Right, so You know They're saying that The film has to Meet some certain standards And uh, Part of it is uh, The on-screen Acting and storylines So including At least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors is from an unrepresented racial or ethnic group. Two, creative leadership positions, departmental heads and crew composition. Three, paid apprenticeships, internships and training. And four, audience development from plum. From publicity and marketing to distribution Now Yeah, it's problematic Right It kind of means That independent films Could struggle to get this award Right Because when you look at some of the things Like paid apprenticeships, internships and training Maybe the film just can't pay for people Right, you can't do those things So there is that You then have to go, like The, um, you know 
at least one of the leading actors or significant supporting actors has to be from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. Now, that does very much depend on the fucking story you're telling. You know, because if your story is set, uh, I don't know, but look, there are plenty of, you know, times in uh, history, let's say, where, look, certain ethnic groups and races, they weren't high in society. So, depending on your story, that's going to impact. Because, look, we can't be fucking around with things and go have a time when, say, you know, slavery was rife. And then you go, oh, our leading character is black. And you'd be like, wait, but a black person isn't going to be able to be in that position at that time. Right? Because when you fuck around like that, it's no. No. It's always ridiculous. Right? Because it acts like, oh, yeah, there wasn't really an issue. You know what I mean? So there's that. Right? And, you know, the same thing applies with supporting actors, you know, so it's just like, I think there's a story, you know, a story element to who you bring in. Also, let's, let's look at, you know, going creative, leading positions, department heads, that kind of thing. What if you can't find anyone? You like look they, with certain positions, you need someone with a certain background, right? A certain skill set. And what if the people that could do that, they're already doing other films? So you can't have someone leading a department, right? Now, what you might do in that instance is go, okay, we can't do that. You know what we're going to do? We're going to bring in this dude or this gal, but let's have them train this person. This person can shadow them to get experience. Now, I feel that is a a viable thing, right? Because, look, you're giving someone an insight into that role. You're letting them see... Uh, uh, you know, a big person in that, you know, role, right, in that sphere, you're giving someone an insight in how they do things, which is, you know, crazy valuable on an experience, you know, front, so there might be things like that, I just kind of feel that, look, they're trying to put all these things in place to go, oh, this will... This will fix everything. This ain't going to fix everything. Right? You're trying to dictate something. Which then. It's either going to breed contempt. Or we're going to just get those situations we've had in the past. You know? But let's look at it. Right? So in the past. You needed a black person. You called on a very small group of people. Who were always in, like Will Smith, Denzel, you know what I mean? Like, there was only certain black people that got called up. And we can, you know, we'll hit that again. And people will be like, oh, because that person's bankable. 
You know, that's why we're bringing... Look, you, you have to educate the industry as a whole, right? Because people... When people talk about, oh, people don't want to see this person in a film. Or we can't sell a film with this person as a lead. It's because their marketing is bullshit. <laughs> that's it, right? So a studio... Needs to be able to tell better stories You know, through their promotions That's why we're getting so many sequels They don't want to take chances on unknown properties That's it That That is a big issue right now So we're getting sequels We're getting remakes So For a studio To change They need to change their thinking so much Because they're already doing that Right? So why the fuck are they going to bring in A load of new talent? Why? Because the Oscars say No It just means that you're going to have You know It's not like there's a whole heap of films Going up for certain awards Right, it's just a small, and when, uh, you know, certain studios are putting their films, right, they can go, well, looking at these stories, yeah, that film, we can, we can fuck around with that film, and we'll do that, but it doesn't mean films across the board have to do this thing, there's a studio looks at stories and go, right, this film, yeah, this film could probably get an award, right, because it's if it was just any film could go up for these awards, it's a different thing. But it's not. That's not how it's run, right? The Oscars say that okay, we've increased the amount of people that can vote on. Who gives a fuck, son? Why the fuck haven't you got it that everyone with a SAG card can vote? You know, right? It, it's it's this weird thing where you need a SAG card to work, right? You need these certain things to work within this industry. So why don't you have it that anyone with this shit now can vote? Why do you have it that only this small group of people? I see, and look, basically, there's you know, they've invited. 819 new people But it's still a small group It's when you look at The amount of people Registered as actors and actresses You know As, as you know Film talent Directors Producers You know That group That can vote Is small So Why don't you just make it that Everyone can fucking vote why don't you make it that Like any film Could possibly Go up for any of these categories Right Then we're going to see a diverse Oscars There's just the system in itself Is bullshit The system is bullshit And the system doesn't work Because How the fuck Can you have some like the best film, you can have something win the best film, but then its director doesn't win best director. 
and the lead actors and actresses don't win those awards because it's only a best film with those talent all coming together and the script writer and blah blah blah. So in theory, the best film, right? That cleans everything. The director, the leading actor, the leading actress, the screenwriter, you know, the score. Technically, that because that all contributed into making that the best film. There are so many loopholes and weirdnesses in this concoction that you call an Oscars. So you saying, oh, we're going to do this to increase diet. No, it doesn't do that. It doesn't do that. But you just need to look at your fucking system as a whole. Because the system is broken. These award ceremonies are bullshit. How many times do we watch an awards and someone wins and it's just like, you know, because that per- look that person's been in the industry for twenty years, so this is kind of for that rather. Because you look at that the film, their most recent film, and you think like, wait, they're winning it for that film. That's not the tightest film. We don't always get the best film winning the category. It's politics. It's bullshit. We all know that. So why the fuck are we trying to pretend it's anything different? So, look, it's not an Oscars thing to go, hey, we need to fix this. It's a film Industry The film industry needs to wake up The film industry needs to give opportunities Which means the studios Right? The studios need to change their thinking on everything Not every Look, some studios Hey, they're more open They're just doing shit And that's what makes I feel the likes of Netflix and Amazon coming into the mix, very helpful, right? Because it means people making things under those banners don't have the same restrictions. So they can open it up. They can get a little funky, right? And we've seen that. We've seen that from some of the films that are getting made within those groups. But it it needs to be something industry-wise, And the Oscars, nah, you ain't doing it, son. You ain't doing it. This is, it's weird. And it's, I feel there's just so many problems that come up from this. You know, I don't believe it's really that thought out. It's just, they're trying to go, look, we're doing something. We're great, yeah, we're now doing this But it's just like, yeah, what? No, it's some weird knee-jerk reaction And you think that, hey, pat ourselves on the back But, no, no, it's just odd It's just odd 
And then you saying that, yeah, it doesn't start until it's just, yeah. I think that says a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? That says a lot. So Oscars, do better. And just people in general, why you give a fuck? Like, who really gives a fuck who wins the Oscar? It means nothing. It really doesn't mean a thing. You know? Doesn't mean a thing. So it would seem the most shocking news of the week. <laughs> like, the, the craziest thing of the week. It's not coronavirus deaths. It's not a potential vaccine. It's not, you know, Russian spies killing presidential opposition. No, 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 no. It is not even pyramids that could be destroyed. No. It's the fact that next year will see the end of keeping up with the motherfucking Cassadians. Gah. It's insane. It's crazy as a motherfucker. Right? I don't get why people care. I really don't. They're, supposedly, it's next year will be its 21st season. It started in 2007. It's crazy. It's insane. Like, but I think the the thing that I find hilarious about all of this, and I'm just like, firstly, just I'm surprised the show hasn't ended sooner, right? It's insane that it hasn't, you know. But yeah, it's been going for all that time, but um. You know, a, a, a spokesman from E had this statement. While it has been an absolute privilege and we will miss them wholeheartedly, we respect the family's decision to live their lives without our cameras. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know I mean? It's like, you're trying to say that they will be out of the public eye. Like, <laughs> you mean, even without the show, they're always in the fucking news. So it's hardly, you mean, living without cameras. You know what I mean? That, that's the thing that uh, is the, the funniest about all of this. Now, look. Right, I think, in all honesty, the work that Kim has been doing around getting innocent people out of jail, that's, you've got to respect that, you know what I mean, like, regardless of anything else, regardless of any of that other bullshit, that I respect the shit out of that, right, all the other stuff, you know, because it's always like, oh, they've got a thriving, you know, 
beauty business, and but I'm just like, yeah, no, like it's not like they invented the per. Look, it, it's putting your name to something, right? Claiming that they're the most famous and important influencers in the. It's just like, ugh, whatever. It's not real. Right, none of that is real, but getting people out of jail that's some real ass shit. So I respect that, and thank God this is ending. But let's be honest, right? Maybe this is ending next year, but what other bullshit are they gonna replace it with? You know, and what. Bin off Because <laughs> that's the thing There's so many of them Right So Who's to say that they're not going to Spin off with Some of them to create something else You know So what's going to fill the void Because I can imagine It's just going to be some more Mindless bullshit <laughs> But yeah I don't know some crazy shit, but hey, fuck it, <laughs> fuck it, the world's ending anyway, so who really gives a shit, right, who gives a shit, okay, people, this week's chin check, we, we go back over last night's contender series, and we look ahead at UFC fight night, Hill v. Waterstone, so, uh, hey, you know this ain't one to miss, people, ain't one to miss, so, once you're done with this, remember, go check that out, okay, because you don't want to miss it, people, and then tell your peoples, share it, don't be stingy. Alright, let's get back to it. Okay, so this week I figured I would check out season two of The Expanse. Um, so look, as you probably know, or maybe you don't, this is based on a um you know a set of books by James S. A. Corey. Um it was Kind of developed by Mark Fergus and Hawk Ospley, uh, and it's starring Thomas Jane, Stephen Strait, Cass Anavar, Dominic Tipper, Wes Coffon, Paolo Costanzo, Florence Favine, Sean Doley, Sharia Agahasalu, Frankie Adams, and Cara G. Now the gist of the story is um is this right so it opens with the introduction of several martian military characters including bobby draker one of the loudest voices promoting war against earth meanwhile avasavla survives an assassination attempt and ramps up the war between earth and mars Onda Rassinante, Holden and Miller recover from the radiation poisoning they got on Eros and decide to store the dangerous protomolecule in an abandoned asteroid mine for future study. Together with Fred Johnson, 
Holden and Miller go on a mission to avenge the Eros genocide, only to make a disturbing discovery. An interplanetary conspiracy is trying to control the protomolecule and use it as a weapon against alien life forces. And the genocide on Eros was the result of a development test. Their mission becomes that of finding a way to stop the conspirators once and for all by any means necessary. Now, season two was um, still on sci-fi, right? And it deals with the end of Leviathan Wakes and probably, uh, I don't know, two-thirds of um, Caliban's War, I'd say, you know, maybe, I think roughly about that. Um, Now... I feel because we have that, right, because we're dealing with the end of one thing leading into the other, it kind of throws everything off, especially when it starts off with something from the second book, right? So we start off with, you know, um, the Martian troopers and then a, a, a weird incident that happens with them. So that's our introduction to Bobby Draper. But yeah, so it starts off with this thing that's kind of gone down. Well, we see them training. So we, yeah, actually, we, no, 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 no. Yeah, we start off with the craziness and then we kind of play backwards from that. You know, when we then pick up with them throughout. You know, so it just, yeah, it throws a lot off. And it's a bit odd, you know, because it doesn't really make any sense. You know, the narrative that we have, yeah, it becomes a bit skewed. So this season we have 13 episodes over than, I think we had 10 in season one, maybe. I think it was roughly about that. Um, And yeah, it, it, we just get this weird play. Right, and a lot of people are just acting in these weird ways. I do feel like reading the books does hamper the enjoyment of the TV show because you you have seen things in a certain way. You see the relationships of the characters in a certain way, the way they act and respond to things, and it is very different. In the TV show than it is in the books And and different isn't always bad But when it plays in this weird kind of way Right, it, it, it's just a, it's odd Because there's no real grey areas here And you do feel that with the book There is a nuance to a lot of things But we don't see that, right You know, it's like we have Bobby Draper just screaming for war. But there doesn't seem any rhyme or reason to it. We have a lot of people screaming for war. Right? We have Avasavla, you know, playing it up. And then there's this revelation. And I don't think this is really a spoiler. Um, also, this came out 
ages ago. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, but, you know, she then goes, oh, yeah, I, I do realise that, you know, the information we have isn't right, but you know, me calling for war, I'm just trying to play for time. And it's just like, uh, what? Because that's not how it goes in the book. It doesn't quite go like that. So it just makes this seem very weird. Because it's all these reckless, you know, reactions. And it's just like, but, huh, this doesn't make any sense. Because how are you going to then pull back from all of these things? Right? Yeah, it's baffling. It's so fucking baffling. You know, also, right, with Avasavla, you've got, you know, the guy that she works with who... I don't know, in the books, it plays off as her assistant, right? But in the show, we're kind of seeing him as, um, I don't know, it's just like they're colleagues, they're at the same level. But she then refers to him a bit later on as, oh, yes, I, I told him everything he knows. And it's just like, wait, huh? I don't, I don't know. This is it's all a bit weird. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's, I don't know. It, it, it just, yeah, plays in this odd, odd way. Right? Um, so, yeah, we, we just got all of these weird interplays and actions and everything like that. And you're scratching your head because it doesn't really, really make any sense. You know, if you really want to, you know, just break it down, I feel. Now, other things that are just, yeah, just weird, right? It's just, I think there's a lot of things that have changed in the TV show. But one thing they didn't was Miller. And the way he handles certain things. Like just shooting people. Because. You know the the accountability. For all of this. There isn't really much. You know like the way people. Act to what he does. It's just kind of like eh. Well it's a bit crazy. Which never really. Kind of comes off that well. So then when it's in the TV show, it's just a bit more glaring as well. But we, so we have all of this, you know, going on. And you are scratching your head, right? You're just like, oh, why is this happening? And especially when we've got um, uh, the, the boy who he works with, um... I think it's like uh Ooh Diego maybe I don't know but yeah it's this boy that's helping you know kind of helping Miller and he does this thing which I, I yeah for the life of me I swear he doesn't do in the book but in the show you're you're watching it and you're thinking but why? Right? There doesn't seem to be uh, uh, much of a reason. Because he's been working with, like, Holden. 
you know, Fred Johnson, Miller, all this time, someone then goes and says something to him, and he's just like, oh, okay, I'm with you, and he's just like, what, that makes no sense whatsoever, like, why is he just gonna just shift, just crazy shift like that, hmm, you know, so you have all of this going on, you then just have, I don't know, like, the things Avasavla is doing, and it just, yeah, it it makes no sense, really, you know, in the book, she's all this sweary, which always does come off as a bit overkill, but then you have her doing it here, but in places that are just like, you know, no one's just like, yeah, sh- you know what, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? And you, the way you have other people acting, it just seems like, wait, someone would say that, right? Someone's gonna say that, please. But yeah, we have her, and, you know, when she finds out what, the, I don't know, the guy she works with has done, it's, you know, it plays out in this weird way that for someone who were, were kind of viewed at that, you know, plays chess, you know, in the sense that, you know, she, she's got an answer for a lot of the things that are going on. You know, she's got a contingency plan. Like, she's thinking everything out. Well, with this, she doesn't. Because she then walks into this situation that you're just looking at and going, well, duh. Yeah, that's what happens when you, you know, leave things in that way. You know what I mean? It makes no sense. And the way it plays out in the book... It's a bit more, you know, you get it a bit more. You go like, yeah, that makes more sense. Right? So they've changed it to this odder situation, which, yeah, does have me baffled. Really does. Right? But, yeah, so we got all of these things. Just like the Bobby situation as well. Like, they've changed the character, which... I don't know, like, she doesn't come off as imposing as she might in the book, and then also, there is a, uh, because there's this thing about her looks, right, and the way she perceives herself, and you kind of feel, it's harder to do that, when, (laughs) you know, when you're using, um, you know, Frankie Adams, right, because Frankie Adams, there's no denying about Frankie Adams, you know what I mean, so you're just like, oh, well, that means all this other stuff isn't really gonna play out, right, but you you have this, you know, so you have all of this weird stuff going on, and a lot of people's, the way they kind of there's no talking through anything, right, there's a disagreement, and it's straight to shouting, and it's just, 
Hmm. Like the relationship between um Holden and uh Naomi it comes off as like her just judging him. Where in the book it's like um you know, he's like the moral compass of the whole, Holden is, the moral compass of the whole crew, and Naomi is his lighthouse, as it were, right, but in this, in the show, yeah, she's kind of just judging him all the time, which then makes, you know, the fact that she's hiding shit real weird, because, so, you, you know what I mean, when it's just like, oh, I've been hiding this stuff, it's just like, well, how are you going to have him react to this? The fact that she's been riding him on all this other stuff, and he's meant to just go, okay, that's fine. Which then just makes him come off as mad, weak. You know? And that's odd. Because if you played it like in the book, it's just a bit like, okay, fine. Look, we all fuck up. We all do this thing. Okay, I kind of get what you were thinking here. Which then helps the story flow. But now we just got this weird fucking situation. You know, the way, and it's, you know, because we're running with two kind of narratives from two books here, you then, when they bring in Proxima um, Max, Proxima, I think it's Maximi, the scientist guy, it, it just... Oh man, it really comes off as a kind of clunky You know, the story just doesn't really fit into things that well And it does really kind of feel rushed Real rushed Which, yeah, you're just like, oh, this doesn't work Right, it just doesn't doesn't seem to work. We got all of these things that just it's either rushed or it's not, and it's like uh, the flow is just thrown. That's the, that's the thing for me. There's just this just thrown flow. It, it, you know, it's, it's very fragmented. So what you're watching, it could just be two seasons. You know what I mean? Like, they've mashed these two seasons together, and they both have a different feel to them. That's how this plays, which is very jarring. But I do feel that's just because I've read the books, you know? And I'm sure there's people that just like, oh, yeah, real enjoyable, I really dug it. And I, I get that. You know, because if, you, if you're coming in fresh, yeah, this is going to play completely different for you. So, yeah, it's just odd. I don't, like, you know, it finishes also in this weird way. 
right? That's just so just like, ugh, feels so clunky. Such a clunky end. And technically, I mean, I could just watch season three now. But, you know, technically you would have been like, oh, there's a at least a year until I find out what happens. And, it, it, yeah, it's just left in this way that's just like, ugh. I don't know if that would have held me. You know, if I could have cared enough to sort of weigh it around. You know, and, yeah, this is the big thing. I'm just like, do I bother? Do I hold on and try and carry on with the story? Or am I just done? Because I might just be done with it all. You know what I mean? I just don't, I don't think this is for me. I don't think this is a story that is made for me. Because I feel I'm just going to be disgruntled and baffled by everything that goes on. So I might just talk out. I don't know. I need to make up my mind. But yeah, I don't think I'm coming back to it in any way for a good-ass while. But, um, hmm. <laughs> You know, but there it is, people. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, because yeah, they picked it up when it got cancelled after season three. Um so yeah, season four onwards is all Amazon. So yeah, it's all on Amazon if you want to check it out. So it's the expanse. And yeah, this is this is season two. There's currently four seasons out. So uh there you go, people. Make of that what you will. Okay, people. So, after, um, you know, jumping into the mix and trying out Mission Critical, I figured let me go back to the very beginning because, you know, Audible had a sale. <laughs> so, yes, people, I checked out The Grey Man. By Mark Greeny. So, like, uh, you know, the last one, this also is narrated by Jay Snyder. And the gist is this Get ready for white knuckled listening. Greeny's debut novel and future feature film introduces the enigmatic and exclusive Court Gentry, a former CIA operative. And a legendary hired gun with a terrifying ability to vaporize targets and a strict moral code. He stalks the grey margins of the world, moving silently from job to job, accomplishing the impossible, then fading away. When his government and former employers turn on him, there is no safe house to run to, no way to lie low. In a constant state of escape and pursuit, Gentry tears through the Middle East and Europe in riveting life or death race against time. So yeah, there it is. I kind of feel that doesn't really tell us about this book. Because to be honest, we don't like we don't even we don't find out why he left the CIA. We know he got burnt, right? And a few people comment and say that, oh, it was unjust. Yeah? And it shouldn't have happened. But we never find out that reason. We don't know when it was. You know, 
none of that really is in this book. Yeah, so, yeah, I find that statement is a bit, mm, you know what I mean? Now, we do get his moral code in this one, right? And we do see that, yeah, he can get the job done, right? I think what how the book starts, right? So, he's in the Middle East and he's going to do, I think he's just done a job, right? So, he's... On his way to the extraction point But he You know Sees some shit go down Right So um, Like the The guys have shot down a helicopter There's some Yeah We then get some Yeah They're just killing everyone Right So they Like kids have come And they're doing You know They're shooting it up But then uh, Yeah the, the You know The ISIS turn up Right, they find two survivors, and then it's a problem. So we see him, you know, he's witnessing all of that, and he wants to help, but he can't help. And I feel right. So that's showing us. Oh, he's prag, he's pragmatic. He understands what's at stake. But then, then we get shown that hey, he can only go so far, right? You know, he could only let so much shit go down. So we have that. So straight away, yeah, greenery is showing us that, you know, Gentry, he's not going to be reckless. But on the flip side, he's not really down for leaving people, you know, leaving people behind. Letting, you know, innocent people get fucked up. Right, so we, you know, that's straight out the gate, right? So we have that, and then he's on the mission, right? So um, he gets extracted, but then that all goes crazy. So again, with that scene, we're shown it is a badass. You know what I mean? Like he can see the things that other people don't look out for. So we understand that he's a badass and he's doing his thing. Now, this book is definitely fast-paced, right? There's a lot of action, a lot of action. I do kind of feel that it was probably good that I started with book eight, right? Because I feel now the character is a bit more solidified and things probably run a bit smoother. Because this, although it's a fun book, right, we get some craziness, a lot does happen where you do kind of scratch your heads and you do feel, hmm, if he's this great operative, how is it that he's not kind of putting two and two together? And even when, you know, there, there could be doubt, right? You don't, it's hard to know who burnt you. You'd still feel that there there should be a bit more caution with a few things. And, I mean, he is cautious. But, I guess, with the reliance on other things. I do always feel that I'm surprised there's not codes. Right? So, in an instance like we have in this book. 
you'd have thought that there would have been something that has worked out, right? So, if shit hits the fan and you can't say, say this word, and I, I realise, I know what the situation is. You'd think there was something like that, but there wasn't, which, yeah, did surprise me. And it, it just makes you, it does take you out a little bit. You know, because you're thinking, but, but why wouldn't he put that in place? Like, surely that would get put in place, right? Hmm. So there is that, right? There is that. I think then we have all these crazy situations. You know, we have, what, like 20 teams, 20 hit teams out through his blood, and I think the thing is, you know that he's going to get past those teams, right? It's a book series. So they're not going to have him die at the hands of any of them. So you do kind of feel like, hmm, how's he going to get past that many supposed elite level operatives? How's that going to happen? And keep you interested. But there are a f- good few instances where it's a bit like, hmm, really, come on. Like, out of nowhere that happens. Hmm. Like with the uh, the document forger, that whole situation. You kind of feel that he wouldn't have let himself get there. You know, so there is that, but then the way it all ends is a little bit like, I don't know, I don't know, people. So yeah, that's all a bit crazy. It, I feel, yeah, a lot was crammed into this book, right? Definitely a lot. And then when you factor in all the injuries, but he's still able to get it done... Like the thing with Regal at the very end. Hmm. It, it, it's kind of dicey. It's kind of dicey. Because it's fun. But there's a lot of eye rolling. Ain't gonna lie. There was a lot of eye rolling here. I did like the fact that they didn't try and cram that last thing into the book. Right? And... You know, that is now the next book. Or at least it's going to be some part of the next book. So, I thought that was okay. I I thought that was a sensible thing. And it just leads well into that moment. I do feel, though, that... I don't know. To have him kind of with... Those other people That does seem very problematic You know what I mean So yeah I I've, I kind of feel that There are a lot of situations In this book That seem very Improbable You know what I mean like, You're just like wait but why Why is that going to happen So yes it's a bit of a mixed bag. 
ain't gonna lie. It's a bit of a mixed bag. Because I do kind of want something which... I don't know. You, you, you look at every scenario and think, yeah, that could happen. I buy that. I buy that scenario. Now with this one... Not not a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of crazy ass shit. But it is a bit of a nice light relief. So I'm going to give it that. Right? I will give it that. And as I said, look. The fact that I did the, you know, book eight. Coming back to the very beginning. I'm able to give it a bit more leeway. You know? So yeah. Now, Jay Snyder does a good job with the narration. So that's very, you know, I think that helps move things along. And, you know, he keeps you engaged, right? So I would, listen, I would say anyone that is a fan of, I guess, Jack Carr, you know, those books, the Tom Clancy books... Just, you know, this type of book in general. Probably Mark Dawson, you know what I mean? So, yeah, if, if, if you're a fan of that type of book, those sort of heroes, then, uh, yeah, you will enjoy The Grey Man. You know, but people, don't think you're going to get a George Smiley-esque book here. Right, it's not Jean Le Carre, you know. What I mean, it's it's just crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, if that's your thing, if you're cool with that, then yes, you will love this shit. Okay, so um, yeah, book one of the Grey Man series. I will check out book two. You know, I will do that. I'm not quite sure when. Well, I do know when when there's another sale. But yeah. We'll see how things go, but yeah, I'm gonna, you know, give a few more of the early books a try, alright, so there you go people, The Grey Man by Mark Greeny. Okay people, so we are getting to that time once again, yes! The end of another episode But before we do Let's take a look and see what's happening In the world of TV Now if you're a fan Of mum And I don't mean The person who might be in the other room I'm talking about the CBS comedy series Well Anna Faris Who is one of the leads She's leaving Yeah uh, no word on how But supposedly it will be addressed in the series Now, it's not for, supposedly it's not for any nefarious reasons It's just Anna Faris wants to pursue other shit You know what I mean? She put out a statement and she said The past seven years on mum Have been some of the most 
fulfilling and rewarding of my career. I'm so thankful to Chuck, the writers and my amazing castmates for creating a truly wonderful work experience. While my journey as Christie has come to an end, allowing me to pursue new opportunities, I'll be watching next season and rooting for my TV family. I want to know how often that is true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because those statements never read as genuine. You know what I mean? Be like, I'll continue to work. If you speak to her in two years' time, she'd be like, Mum? Like, what? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> and then, what's the bet in a few months? It's revealed that Anna Faris was sexually harassing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, maybe. You know what I mean? It's not out of the possibilities, right? <laughs> now. Sometimes people really want to beat, uh, you know what I mean, an old horse. Beat an old horse? I feel that's the expression, right? Hmm. But anyway, right? So, Blackish is a huge, it's a huge series on ABC. And they've already spun it off a few times, right? So, you know what I mean? There's Grownish. And mixed dish, Jerry, which is just like okay, but there's gonna be another. That's right. They are. <laughs> it, obviously, it's gonna have ish in it. That's it's old ish. Yup, that's right, motherfuckers. And this time, it's going to be. Uh, Spinning off with um, the parents, right? So, uh, yeah, Lawrence Fishburne and Jennifer Lewis are going to be reprising their roles as Earl Pops Johnson and Ruby Johnson. You know, the parents of Dre. And they've decided to give love a second chance But they moved to a gentrified neighbourhood in LA And it all goes kind of weird <sighs> I mean, listen If you're a fan of Blackish You probably love all of these weird spin offices But... I don't think that's for me. <laughs> okay. Now, I guess this might be a surprise for people, but um, Adult Swim are uh, bringing Ventura Brothers to an end. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's had seven seasons, but they are calling it quits. And I don't know, it's weird But supposedly they were in the middle of writing the ape season Um Yeah So <laughs> They're done You know, it's yeah, it's a weird one You know, like You know what I mean, because 
the seventh season came out in 2018, so I doubt it had an ending. <sighs> what a weird move, but what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? But you know, what I mean, it, I, I'd imagine that at some point there's gonna be a revival or something because that's what always happens, right? They uh, decide to go with some new shit, doesn't work out, so then they're like, ah, why don't we take another stab at? So, just give it a few years, people. Um, this is some interesting news, right? So, Mike Flanagan, who has been, you know what I mean, churning out a lot of Stephen King adaptations, he has thrown his hat. Into taking a stab at the Dark Tower. Now that was, uh, you know, what I mean, because they were looking to do it in film. That failed <laughs> because, hey, they, the Idris Elba, um, Mahonahay, Matthew Mahona, Matthew Mahona, Mahona Hart. You know, I mean, that dude. That adaptation stunk to shit. But then they were thinking, alright, let's bring it to TV But that all fell flat But maybe, you know what I mean? This might make Amazon take another look at it Who knows, right? Who knows? Now, there are some new things that are uh, in the works right now Okay, so... um. Yeah, it all sounds kind of interesting, right? So, uh, NBC are planning a, a a series set in the world of Shakespeare. Now, the BBC did one in the world of Charles Dickens that tr- that kind of tied together all of his books. And it seems that's what... Uh, you know, possibly it's going to happen with this So, the series starts in a luxury New York hotel And it follows a man searching for the, the killer of his dad And, yeah, then he will kind of stumble upon updated versions of classic Shakespearean characters so um yeah, I don't know. Could be interesting, right? Um then you've got uh another series that is um it's going to follow the memoirs of Frank Gifford, you know, who was the New York New York Giants Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Monday night football presenter And um Yeah So you know It's gonna be like an anthology series Which Another thing You know I feel has the potential to be Really interesting And Then Um You've got Universal who are um, <laughs> now? This was hilarious. Like a few years ago, this crazy 
fucking dude went to this remote island to convince the native population to believe in Christianity. <laughs> and they shot him. <laughs> <laughs> they filled him full of arrows. <laughs> ah, 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 fuck. It was the funniest thing I remember reading that year. And uh, yeah, so Universal are going to make a TV series about it. <laughs> ah. And um, yeah. I would love to watch that. <laughs> oh, fuck. And now, this kind of came out of uh, left field. So, MG, MGM are already working on a, you know what I mean, a, a, a sequel Robocop film, but a sequel to the original. But now they're also working on a prequel TV series. Yeah. But not following Robocop or anything like that. Not even following the cop before he becomes Robocop. No. It's going to be following a young version of... Uh, Dick Jones, yeah, the dude that ran um, Omni Consumer Products, you know, what's the name of that, um, god damn, the company he ran, Insidious Corporations, yes, um, but yeah, so it's gonna be set in Detroit before it becomes Delta City and all the crazy bullshit that he got up to before he, um, you know, became what he became in the film. Uh, so it's gonna be from one of the original scribes of the film, Ed Numier. Uh, um, you know, he, uh, was the one of the writers and yeah so he's attached to this project and he said that there's the idea of doing things about business and law enforcement in the city of Detroit a minute and a half in the future it would be a way to do all sorts of stories about business and tech Silicon Valley corporations snakes in suits cops all that it's a wonderfully rich tapestry. So we've been talking about it and I think we have an interesting story. It's fun to work with a younger version of Dick Jones. We meet in Robocop. He's an actualized corporate predator, but nobody necessarily starts out being the bad guy. So it's going to be about the evolution of Richard Jones to Dick Jones. The story of OCP and how the world moves into the future. How the corporate world behaves. <sighs> I mean... Nah, I'm not buying it. But, I don't know, fuck it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever. Now... 
this is kind of interesting. So Amazon, you know, they 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 did. Uh, oh, good. What's the um the cops at Bosch? Yes, they had Harry Bosch, and that was all successful. And they also, you know, they recently picked up the rights to uh, Jack Reacher, and. Yeah, so they've been looking for someone to play the role And they have now picked um, What's his name? For Alan Richson That's it Jesus Christ uh, But yes, they have picked him um, And he's going to be playing Jack Reacher Now, you may remember him from Smallville Titans yeah, he even voiced a ninja mutant ninja turtle. Alright, so yeah, now he's come aboard this, and um, you know, we will see if um, yeah, they can make something that was uh, better than the films. <laughs> because uh, I mean, the first film was okay. But it wasn't a Jack It wasn't really Jack Reacher The second Oh dear Let's just forget about the second right And um, let's end on this It's a weird It's weird Right it's really fucking weird So AMC So for a while now They've been saying that They've got years of You know stories still to tell When it comes to The Walking Dead now that seems to have been maybe an exaggeration Because they have just announced That, uh, yeah They are ending it with an 11th season Now They say an 11th season It's really a 12th season And I don't really see the point Of them coming out saying it's ending with an 11th season When <laughs> you mean they're like, oh, and we supersized it. So instead of twelve episodes, it's getting twenty-four. So all you've done is you've given it two more seasons. Like, what's the point in saying, oh, we, yeah, it's ending with the eleventh when it's not? So what the, what the plan is. Is they're going to air 12 episodes in 2021 And then another 12 2022 So it's two fucking seasons Like what is the point in the bullshit it, it makes no fucking sense And the rest of the crazy shit is Right So they haven't aired the season finale Right for the tenth season, and so they're saying they're gonna be doing that in October. But <laughs> here's the crazy, here's the other thing that makes no sense, right? So after they've aired the season finale in October, they're gonna be airing six more episodes as part of season ten in 2021. Which is just like, wait It's either ending on October Or it's not Make up your motherfucking minds It's just a mess 
such a mess. Like, it, it seems very fucking pointless, right? And you know, to fill the void, they've also got to launch two more spin-off series. One which follows Daryl and Carol, if that means anything to anyone. And then they're also going to be doing some sort of anthology series as well. Which will mean there will be, what, four Walking Dead spin-off series? So even if the main series is ending, you've still got these. Oh dear, oh dear. I'm just glad I gave up on that shit a long time ago. And people, I feel this is a perfect place to end. We're done. We're out. And we will see you again next Wednesday. Alright? So enjoy all the shit that you've got planned for the rest of the week. And, uh, yeah, take it easy, motherfuckers. Peace.